getting down to the end here, ain't we? Yeah, I'm talking to Shy, Season 6, Episode 7. I'm your humble and most chill host, Real. This episode is brought to you by that good rum and coke. The Captain Jack, to be exact. The Captain Jack will get you high tonight. And take you to your special island. And Coke. Diet Coke. Because I'm old. You know what I'm saying? Old school. I'm going to try and keep this succinct. And to the point tonight. Low on the jokes today. I almost didn't recap this one. Honestly, it's quite sad. Hit home a little bit. But let's jump in, shall we? We start off with Papa grieving the recent loss of his pops. The good pastor. At the hands of Duda. Everyone knows this is Duda's handiwork. Papa going through the motions too. Rightfully so. Papa need time to himself. He need time to grieve. Papa's so loved. I mean, everybody want to console him. Everybody want to be there for him. But really, there's not much a person can do to help in that situation. Except be on standby. I mean, there really just ain't much to say. I don't think there's nothing one can say or one wants to hear when you're in that space. I feel like people just need a little time to process things. That's just my thought. Most likely Papa is reflecting on how much of an ass he made of himself the night of his pop's death. That's a tough one. To have an argument or a disagreement with someone and shortly after they pass. I could leave a cat feeling hella guilty. Hella stupid. Hella sorry. Almost like you pulled the trigger. Or caused the accident or whatever put them in that untimely position. He does reflect on the reason why he and his pops were at odds, and that's because of Kenya. Papa pushes Kenya away when she tries to console him. She's just trying to be there for him. She like, you want to be alone? He like, yeah. She like, well, call me if you need anything. He like, all right. She's like, hey, don't diss me because you feel in a way. Which is understandable. But you also have to have some understanding that Papa needs to be alone right now and to give him that space. But these are kids, so, you know. He tells Kenya that he and his pops argued over her. And he now realizes that his dad was right. 
that he's not ready to handle the responsibility of a relationship with a girl and her child. Now, this is not news that Kenya wants to hear. She high steps it out of there without saying a word. A little petty, a little raw, but okay. I feel like Papa will fix that in the end. I mean, that's the kind of guy Papa is. I think he's mature enough to handle that. Meaning going back and apologizing for how he was speaking to Kenya. I don't know if he meant what he said about not being with her, but at least I think he'll correct the bad communication. And she was mature enough to come to the funeral anyway, despite what Papa said. Papa on one right now, though. He did let Kevin Jake live after they came to check on him and hung around. They hung around for what seemed like an additional 10 minutes after he said he wanted to be left alone. They like, you want us to hang around? He like, no. They like, you want us to leave you alone? He like, uh, yes. They like, do you really want us to leave you alone? Or are you just saying that? I was like, damn, y'all, just go. Five minutes later, they still standing there like, you sure you don't want a turkey sandwich? I could spread the mustard just the way you like it. <laughs> I mean, damn. <laughs> I could see if if Keisha can make you some cheese dip. <laughs> I understand that's your boy, but man, y'all cannot fix it. Again, th- these are kids, so. For a hot minute, I was like, okay. Who the hell running Smokies while Papa out? Because <laughs> the damn sure ain't Emmett. He let Jake, Jake and Kev live, though. You know he let the bros live. He let Bakari have it, though. <laughs> Bakari came around to check on him. He immediately put Bakari in that mix. <laughs> he like, what you doing here? Papa no Bakari ain't have nothing to do with that hit. But he did run with the crew that did it, so Papa does have some legitimate beef there. Bakari like, man, that was that was my pops too. You could see Bakari was torn up about it. Papa was on one though. He was like, that was my pops, not yours. My dad was a noble man. And he got killed for it. No. He was killed for getting in bed with the devil. Trying to get out that bed. Then preaching that Lion King sermon. (laughs) Then the sermon was the icing on that demon time cake. Little did Papa know that Bakari was so torn up. Prior to catching up with him, he almost got his head blowed off (laughs) up in Grand Theft Auto headquarters. Kari quick walked 
He quick walked up in GTA with the strap out, hollering for Nuck, who was calmly smoking on a pack of Lucky Sevens in the back, <laughs> in the back with Zay. Everybody just walk up in there with the strap out, don't they? I'm like, do other crews know that in the shy, these cats got some weak spots? I know this is just a TV show, but I'm just saying. He rolled up like, I thought family was off limits. The fuck's up? He put the gun to Nuck's neck. He like, you know I done smoked a cat before, right? Now, at this time, Zay is right there in front of Bakari and Nuck without his strap up. Like he thinking, hmm, maybe Bakari might kill Nuck. <laughs> then I'll be Duda's favorite. Nuck, in a cool menthol tone, <laughs> I might add, talking about. First of all, that wasn't your family. We your family. Am I my brother's keeper? Second of all, you killed Ronnie, who wasn't no street dude. You ain't smoke a cat. You smoked a mouse. You don't get no points for that. And you shot him in the back. Oh, that was hurtful. Just crushed all Bakari little gangster activities and dreams. Pulled his whole street card. He like, well, go on and little player, pull that trigger. You ain't even built like that to shoot a cat like me in the face straight on. Zay still looking on. Nuck had to prompt Zay. <laughs> He like, if you do me, Zay do you. That's when Zay, that's when Zay Gunn came out. I'm like, damn, Zay, he got to prompt you. Zay looked like he on one, though. Like, we got a surprise awaiting from Zay at some point before it's all over. I don't know. Something don't look right about Zay. Like, like he's scheming. Bukari up in that joint more. Emotional than Carl Thomas. He wasn't up in that joint crying or sobbing. Nah. My dude was weeping. He talking about why you do it, Nuck. Why you treat me so bad. I don't know why, baby. He like, did you look the pastor in the face before you killed him? Bakari trying to pull Nuck card. He like, you ain't about to take all my, all my gangster points. You talking, I shot a man in the back. You strangled a man from behind. A man of the cloth. What's really hood, Nuck? But once Nuck said, you ain't got it in, the, you, ain't got it in you to pull that trigger. Bakari fate was set. Bakari fate was set. It wasn't no future in Bakari front. Because now you got two options. 
both of them bad. Which is why you don't pull a gun out unless you plan to use it. Option one, blow knock head off and face the consequences of death, jail or other. Option two, don't and be next to die. If not today, another day. Because you just put a rusty fork in that relationship. That relationship is damn near over. After they explained why it had to be done, what they say to him. You too soft for the streets. And if you ever pull a gun on me again. Now they know Bakari is young. Carl Thomas emotional right now. But they still considered him a bad boy. (laughs) So they put a little flavor in his ear and let him walk up out of there. See what I did right there? Keisha up in the spot leaving Emmett. She like, I ain't waiting to be Duda's next victim. Emmett trying to calm the waters, but they steady rising. He like, I'll fix this. He hit Keisha with the, I can't lose you. Now this bought Emmett some time. She couldn't even come back with nothing. Her eyes were saying, Emmett, you suck. You can't protect me and little Ronnie. And you smell like ribs four out of five weeknights. But her heart started beating triple time like SWV when Emmett hit that. I can't lose you. Maybe not triple time. Maybe just a little heartbeat. Because what she do after that convo? Hit Nug DM up on that Tevin Campbell. Can we talk for a minute? She meet Nuck at Bianca's spot to do the lounge. Basically pleading for Nuck to make sure that she and Emmett don't meet the fate of the pastor. Nuck like, I can't promise you that. But you can see he cares about Keisha well-being. That's a lot to ask an ex. Look out for you and your man. Because naturally we like Comey. They touching hands. I'm like, no, Keisha. Jake and Trey getting a rap. Jake talking about he feel like Trig keeping stuff from him like he don't trust him. Duh. (laughs) Trig is a full-blown criminal. Of course he keeping stuff from you. I wouldn't trust no one who kept asking me to tell them stuff. I don't care who it is. And why you need to know? Why do people have to be knowing every damn thing? That's just nosiness. Trig used to be on that. You don't need to know nothing. And will be good with that. Now he seemed like he need a friend and a counselor. Trig talking too damn much for me now. I mean, he telling everybody. everything. He tell Jake about the body in the trunk. I'm like, what you, what you doing, Trig? 
I'm going to have to stop calling you Trig, call you Victor. I think Victor ready to talk. I think Victor ready to tell the feds what they need to know and face his consequences. I think he ready to account for some shit. And even though his involvement with Q's murder was minimal, maybe his conscience is ready to atone for the dumb shit he didn't get caught for. Like maybe he's a changed man or he's changing. Jake tell him he can't do shit for anybody if he in jail. He need to be out here for the people. So. He left that little tidbit in Victor ear. Keisha in therapy. Getting told she dealing with trauma caused by her mama. In her childhood. And that her mama should come to the next session. Therapist got Keisha number two. It's like a mind blown session every two minutes. She like, yeah, your dad made all the decisions and drank up all the Kool-Aid in the house. <laughs> so now your love of mixed berry and grape flavor pouches. <laughs> plus the need to take control is to make up for what your mother couldn't do in her relationship. Which was drink up all the Kool-Aid. <laughs> and win slash start arguments. Therapist like, bring your mama in next time. I want to dive more into this Kool-Aid theory I got going on here. <laughs> we on to something. Keisha like, no, this my talk time. She can talk up all her anytime talk minutes. On her own dime. With her own quack. This ain't AT&T, damn it. Therapist goes on. She like, look. The first, first person to break your heart was your mama. Bombs just go off in Keisha's head. Just like, boom, boom. <laughs> she like, you up here trying to trying to fix your childhood trauma that your mama caused with romantic relationships. Like the only reason Keisha want a man is to make up for her mama heartbreak. Please. I'm like, what's next? You going you gonna to tell her that her mama was the first person to wipe her butt? <laughs> and that's why she got bad bowel movements? What, what the hell is going on? What's really hood? Now, I know therapy is super helpful. I'm not clowning that. But sometimes I think folks be reaching. You leave damn therapy worse than you came in, hating everybody you once loved. Emmett and Darnell get a rap. He tell his dad he going to buy his way out. <laughs> Darnell like, okay. Let's see what you made of, player. <laughs> Let me know when you find out what you owe. We'll work something out. Holla at me. Gemma on her manager extraordinaire. She came up in that studio primping, throwing hair back. 
<laughs> Gemalite. Looking like a baby Tierra. She late to the studio session. Maisha like, damn, you told me to be on time and you late. What's really hood? <laughs> Gemma hit Maisha with that stank attitude. She like, I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maisha got on that Jay-Z. Who you with? <laughs> she like, who that ill? Who was you with? Gemma like, why is that your business, though? Start getting a little catty up in there. <laughs> she like, I was with Bakari's sister. Who already got her EP mostly done. And she better. I'm like, damn. Gemma feeling herself a lot. She on that bougie. She up in the studio with the engineer instead of opening her mouth. She up in there giving non-verbal gestures to the engineer. She patting him on the back to take five. She like. She started waving her hands to start the music. Gemma was on one for sure. She like, look, just rap, damn it, since we here. Maisha like, biatch. <laughs> Shot up in the crib with his lady. They laid up on the couch like they caught the itis. <laughs> Somebody break in like they just broke glass all, all in the back. He go and grab one of the mini guns. He holding for Bakari and do the crew. Run the cats off. His lady wake up and see Shad looking like John Shaft. Shad dressed kind of nice, too. She go into damsel in distress mode. Like, what you selling drugs up in here? <laughs> I'm like, damn. How, he, how, how we get to selling drugs? She looking at him like he tried to steal her purse or something. <laughs> she like, get these guns out of here now. Shad tell her about the guns. She like, you keeping anything else from me? Be like, uh, what you mean? Like, the fact that I still want to get up in Tierra Guts? Or the fact that my new wardrobe wasn't a gift from my mama? And was purchased with ill-gotten gains? Of which I got about eight grand I'm still sitting on? And ain't think to offer you a dime to help with the bills? You mean like that? Oh, aside from that, nothing else. He quickly dropped them guns off with an attitude to Bakari. While Bakari's still at the funeral home. <laughs> he like, look, I can't keep you messing my relationship up. Now Bakari walking around town looking like the little duffel bag boy. <laughs> with a big ass army duffel bag of guns. Bakari, in turn, quickly. Turns up at Lene house and pleads his case. She let him keep the guns. She said, put him in the closet. You already see what's brewing here. You already know something going to happen. Jamal going to find out. It's like they letting that Jamal thing sit. 
Emma go talk to Duda in the Duda lounge. But Nuck was on his petty parlor. He like, no need. Keisha already came up in here and talked to me. You good. She handled it. Oh, she ain't tell you? <laughs> Yo, Nuck was on that petty for sure. Trig me for Tima mom and sister. Letting him know he want to start a family with her. They seem cool with him. They tell him to go for it. He brings it up, for, he brings it up to Fatima later. She's interested in the topic, but nervous about the feds, rightfully so, and raising a kid by itself. Nina comes to Keisha next therapy session. Therapist told Nina to tell Keisha a truth. Nina provided some truth for that ass. <laughs> Come to find out that Nina only got married and had kids. Because in those days, it was the norm to do so. It was the norm to do so. She didn't really want none of that. She wanted to explore life, sexuality, all 23 flavors of Kool-Aid. This crushed Keisha for some reason. Nina did not say she didn't want Keisha and Kev. She said she didn't want kids in the beginning. I don't know why the therapist let Keisha hear what she wanted to get out of that. That was bothersome to me. She like, yeah. <laughs> See y'all for another eight weeks. Oh, we got to figure this out. Keisha was like, we got what was left when you came home from work. And that's not good enough. Nina like, I'm sorry, there wasn't nothing much left. Single mom, providing for y'all badass kids. Sentiment sounds all too familiar, don't it? Do we all need damn therapy? That's everybody in the hood and most folks in the suburbs. I guess we all bad off. I guess we all bad off. Kev packing up to go. Him and Emmett get a rap. Gemma Braden, Jake here. Jake, real feelings come out. <laughs> Everybody tired. Everybody about tired of Akari's sister ass. Gemma Braden, Jake here. They listening to Bakari's sister music. He like, you like this? You better spend more time with Maisha. <laughs> This girl a dime a dozen. Maybe there's a little hate on Jake's part. Maybe a little. In the end, it all comes out. He like, make sure all this chick want to do is work with you. Because we can all see that Gemma caught up a little bit. Gemma going to fuck around and switch teams. 
Jake, like, make sure she ain't trying to lick your lollipop. You like to walk around with a lollipop and all, standing at the bus stop. <laughs> like you around the way, girl. Duda, Nuck, and Zay at the lounge, playing chess. Zay like, when you going to teach me how to play? Duda like, when I got time. Knock Lil Brodom. He like, it's a big boy game. <laughs> Zay looking like, you got one more time to hit me with that Lil Bro. You can hear all the undertones of the game playing out. Duda like, don't let your pawns always do the work for you. Stop protecting your queen. Use her. Sacrifice is necessary for the greater good. You hear the undertones, you see it, you know who they talking about. Then Duda and crew show up at the funeral. He hit the coffin like, bro, you will be missed. <laughs> oh, a real gangster. He already told Emmett he would kill him and show up at the repast. Dude showed up at the pastor funeral and tapped that joint like, bro, you will be missing. <laughs> Papa mom was like, get out. He like, OK, I don't know what you heard, but I didn't do it. <laughs> Dude, I can't lie. For he like, OK, I don't know what you heard, <laughs> but I didn't do it. Emmett up in there arguing with Keisha. He like, if you if you talk to Nuck again, behind my back, I'm leaving. Keisha like, bye. <laughs> I'm tired of EJ's bad ass anyway. You be doing me a favor. That boy seven going on nineteen. <laughs> I got his ear pierced and all. I didn't approve that. Plus, somebody got to protect this family. And if you ain't man enough to do it, peace out. Look like Emmett ain't been called Big Daddy in a minute. <laughs> All kind of hell is breaking loose at his home. Oh, gosh. Eulogy is given. By Papa. Pastor is buried. Episode over. See y'all next week.